Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Kelly Evans. Dr. Evans' specialty is internal medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Evans. Good morning, Laura. Also joining us today in the studio is Donna Buman. Donna is a home health and hospice social worker with Brookings Health System. Donna, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Laura. So we've invited you here today to talk about grief and the importance of supporting individuals in their grief. But before we jump into that, tell us about yourself and your work. Absolutely. I've been with Brookings Health System going on four years now, and that gives me the privilege of working with families uh, with their final journey through hospice. Um, And then, obviously, we're talking about grief, so a big part of that program is helping people after the passing of their loved ones make sure they have the support they need. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. Um, I'm not super familiar with the path that social workers take and when you have to kind of declare what you want to focus on or things like that. But did you become a social worker with this kind of in mind or how did you end up focusing on this? Sure. Uh, Actually, I kind of feel like my life experience has prepared me to be where I am. Um, I started grieving when I was five with the death of my dad. Mm. And I've had several other deaths, you know, another dad and my mom and... Um, I actually owned a bait shop and motel. I was a mental <laughs> health counselor, so don't panic. Yes, um, yes. And I took a little break, um, started uh, something totally different. And when I was ready to get back in the field, uh, for whatever reason, I looked on Brookings Health System, and they had an opening. And I thought, you know, this is it. And it has just been a blessing to me ever since. Yeah. I'm sure you've been learning a lot and have different opportunities to grow in this area as well along the way. Very much so, yes. Yes. There are so many interesting families here in our communities. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're doing this and um, serving the families in this way. So let's begin by talking about what is grief and what suggestions do you have for someone coping with grief? Sure. Uh, The terms grief and mourning are often used interchangeably. Um, Grief is more the the inward emotion side, while mourning is what you see on the outside, the crying. Hmm. Um, So grief is a natural response we have after the loss of, uh, you know, in the context we're talking today, it's the death of a loved one, but grief can be the loss of a job, uh, moving, it can be any number of things, a divorce, brings on grief so um, and during that time we need extra support our lives are turned upside down and um, it's important to make sure that you don't try to you know we're midwesterners most of us around here so it's our mentality to uh, grab ourselves by the bootstraps and take care of things but um, that's just not the best way to deal with grief mm-hmm how about you, Dr. Evans, as you're working with patients um, and families who maybe maybe have a, someone on um, hospice or they know the end is coming for their loved one, uh, what s- 
suggestions do you have for them as they're facing grief and then Mm -hmm. afterwards too? Yeah, it, I th- it's really challenging. I would say a common scenario that I encounter in my clinic would be someone who I see, and maybe it's before the death or shortly after the death of like a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe they're both my patients and I'm seeing the spouse back for, you know, maybe it's their routine hypertension visit, but maybe they also called and said, doc, I'm not sleeping or I'm having, I'm losing weight because my appetite's so poor or some, some kind of physical symptom, honestly, of, mm-hmm. of grief and, and what they're going through emotionally. Um, and I forever appreciate the support of people like Donna and mm-hmm. our counselors in the community um, and, and folks who are putting on things like grief support groups. We have a lot of pastors for our, our folks who are active in their churches that provide this type of support. Because it is challenging. And from a from the physician perspective, how I usually counsel patients is, you know, I don't want to label this as abnormal because it's not. This is part of the human experience, right? We don't get to live a full life without experiencing grief a few times in our lives. Um, but sometimes it interferes with people's health and, and their basic functioning. And so sometimes they need a little help from us. And sometimes I sit and listen and we talk about their spouse and that's all people need, right? Mm-hmm. That's just what people need from anyone. And so I'm happy to also just be that person who can provide that sort of support mm-hmm. as, a, as a person. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree, Donna. I think the, the biggest challenge that I see in, in the, my patient population is that people, people kind of suffer through this quiet more quietly than I wish they would sometimes um we feel we can feel so lonely in our grief even though like I just said this is a universal human experience right there's no reason it has to be so lonely um and I think that just compounds the trouble that people have getting through it at times mm-hmm. so Dr. Evans you mentioned grief support groups what other resources are there that are available if, um, if people are looking to reach out for help With the age of technology, uh, there are many resources online, as well as um, several in our community. Um, Many of our churches here in Brookings have different types of support groups. So I encourage people to, you know, check with your church, find out if they do have a uh, grief support group. Uh, Brookings Health System, we have one twice a year. It goes for six weeks. Or uh, if it's not that you want to attend a group, uh, seek out a counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, find that extra support. Um, and it, like Dr. Evans said, it might be that you just need to talk to a friend. Uh, share your story with someone. Um, the grief timeline, people have this misunderstanding that you need to be done with your grief in six months or one year, and that's just absolutely not realistic. We will grieve for the rest of our lives. So it's important to find someone with whom you can share a confidant, mm-hmm. whether that be professional or just a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, good advice. Well, I'm going to go to our first break, and I'm going to give our listeners an opportunity to call in with any questions they might have this morning. You can give us a call at 605 692 1430 with any questions you would like us to address. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The grass is growing and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. 
Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Kelly Evans here to answer our medical questions. And we are joined by special guest Donna Buman, who is a home health and hospice social worker with Brookings Health System. Give us a call with your questions at 605 605- Six nine two fourteen thirty. Before the break, uh, we've been chatting about grief and what supports are available uh, to help individuals with their grief. Donna, you were on the television show earlier this year that focused on the Prairie Doc television show that focused on grief with Pastor Steve Palo and on that show you talked about and earlier this today you were talking about too how there are are these different phases of grief, but they're not necessarily linear or step-by-step. And as you were just saying earlier, they have no end date. Uh, It goes on. So let's just talk more about that because I feel like some of us maybe have certain expectations and maybe you're feeling something different than you expect. And that's complicated too. So can you tell us more about that? Right. Uh, You know, some of us have heard of the stages of grief, uh, Dr. Kubler-Ross. Uh, her intention was not to make uh, have them be thought of as literal stages. Instead, uh, we do a lot of bouncing around with our grief. Uh, we will have periods where we think we're doing quite well, and then boom, we have a day where our emotions are just as raw as when our grief first started. So be ready for a roller coaster. That's one of the most important things to know about grief. Uh, sometimes when people are doing well and they have that setback, they think, oh no, I, I, I'm not doing well, and they start to panic, and that's absolutely not the case. Our grief will have ups and downs, ins and outs, and all around. So uh, it's important to remember to be patient with yourself, be forgiving of yourself. Uh, everyone's journey is going to be unique, which means there is no right or wrong uh, there are definitely things we can do to make our grief better, um, but just know that you're not supposed to be an expert at this. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were chatting earlier about how when you lose a loved one, especially if they're your um, spouse or maybe your parent mm-hmm. and you are responsible for a lot of the legal work or finances or property that needs to be addressed, that that in and of itself, before you even think about your emotions, is overwhelming. Uh, what what recommendations do you have for people who are maybe having all that responsibility and also grieving? Right, absolutely. I highly encourage everyone out there listening, whether you're grieving or not, have a conversation with your loved ones now. Make your final wishes known so that your family doesn't have to wonder at the end. Get your legal paperwork in order Uh, one of the things I do with bereavement is I call folks, you know, a couple of weeks after they've lost their loved one. And often 
I hear about how they're so overwhelmed with all of the paperwork and they haven't even had time to grieve. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate, but it, it really happens quite often. So if we can have the conversations, have your affairs in order to the best of your abilities, that will help minimize the, the work that your loved ones have to do at the end. Mm-hmm. And so I know advanced directives are really important to you. Do you want to tell, tell a little bit about how important that tool is for families? Sure. Um, you know, everyone's final journey is unique, just like the grief journey is unique. Um, but as a rule, in our experience with hospice, there comes a point in time where people are not able to make their own decisions. It is so important for the loved ones to know what the wishes are. So have those conversations. You can even go online to get the paperwork to document what you want for your final arrangements. Uh, Do that early. You don't have to be sick. It's even better if you're not sick. So do that early in the game. Um, Take a lot of the pressure off. uh, And um, not all families get along. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for you to make your wishes known. Children down the road... um, there could be fights. Uh, there are children who, siblings who don't speak to one another. It, it gets ugly. Mm-hmm. So please, just do what you can now uh, to make your wishes known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like life experience in this area too helps with that. Perhaps uh, you attend a funeral of maybe a family friend, or those. I think those opportunities are there to talk about your own wishes too with your own parents or your own families. I know. Um, my mom has communicated to me multiple times different wishes she has, and I appreciate that so that mm-hmm. um, if I have to make any decisions, she's uh, clearly communicated what right. her wishes are, right? So that is really helpful, mm-hmm. I, I would expect, um, in those moments when you have to make some of those decisions. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I have the privilege of working with Donna on our home hospice team mm-hmm. as a medical director, very, very much team oriented. But I feel like sometimes when we talk about patients, some of what Donna brings to to them as they, and this, these are patients, of course, who are sort of planning. They, they know that their death is coming um, and so have a little more um, motivation to mm-hmm. make all those plans. But probably we should all learn from this. Often Don will say, well, you know, um, this this patient, uh, this week we planned their funeral and they chose which songs were going to be played and um, or maybe they paid for some of those elements of, of what what needs to happen after death. And I think that's such a relief for patients and their families to get that in order. Um, and honestly, I, I it's a gift to families to have that done. You know, we all know how frantic those days are after the death of of our of loved one and the decisions make that just harder so if the decisions are made already that's just a real gift to the the folks who have to make all those arrangements otherwise mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Kelly Evans here to answer our medical questions, and we are joined by special guest Donna Buman, who is a home health and hospice social worker with Brookings Health System. If you have any questions, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking today about grief and how that is experienced differently by all of us. And one way that we might seek out support with our grief is through a group, a support group. Donna, I think we all maybe have these ideas of what a support group is or what might be asked of us if we show up at a support group. Could you explain to us what your type of support groups look like and what we might expect if we come to one of your meetings? Absolutely. So Brookings Health System, our grief education series is a six-week series, and each night has a different focus, whether that be uh, coping skills on a certain night or the continuing bonds. And a lot of times uh, earlier grief theories had this idea that once we lost our loved one, we were supposed to kind of put them in a box and put them in a closet and not deal with them again. And that didn't fit well with a lot of people. So it's really important to figure out how to continue that bond with our loved one. Mm. So we talk about that as well as uh, the loss of our identity, especially with hospice. A lot of the people who attend, and again, these our classes are not just for the people who have been through hospice. Uh, most of the attendees are actually from the community and not even part of our hospice, which we absolutely love having the diverse experiences um, with those who attend our classes. But um, especially with hospice, the caregivers, uh, after a lengthy illness, you know, they've had to quit their job, they've given up their interests, they haven't been spending time with friends, they don't even know who they are anymore. Uh, so many different things uh, that they need to figure out when their mind isn't working that clearly to begin with. So it's so helpful to have the support of others and to be able to bounce ideas off one another. Even if they come to you know me like individually or go see a counselor or their pastor, you're getting the opinion of one person. Whereas if you attend a support group, you're getting the support of everyone there. So uh, that is so beneficial for everyone who attends. That's helpful for me to think about. So it's a class where you're getting some information, but you're also invited to share your experiences, it sounds like. Right, absolutely. Um, I always tell my folks, um, like when I was in school, and I spent a lot of years in school, but what I remember most is the discussions we had, not so much what the professor had to say. Mm -hmm. So it is so imperative that you come and learn from one another. Right, right. I like what you were talking about with um, continuing bonds. Uh, with Tell us some of the recommendations you have for us to consider or think about as we 
as we do that, you know, as I think about my own, my grandparents, um, like for my, my grandma, she was a gardener. And mm-hmm. so uh, she loved flowers and she loved birds. So when I see a pretty bird or hear a pretty bird singing, I think of my grandma. And in my landscaping, I have some plants that have been transplanted from what was originally her garden, then went to my mom's garden. Now I have some of them at my garden. So, you know, connections like that are some of the ways that I remember and think about right. my grandma and feel her presence, you know, occasionally. Um, what are some other experiences you might encourage people to reach out or try to see if it works for them you gave one of the most (laughs) uh, beautiful examples yes yes that's that is exactly what we're talking about with the continuing bonds Uh, doing different things that our loved one enjoyed and incorporating that into our lives you know maybe there was uh, a charity about which they felt great passion so you can donate your time to that charity or um, you can, again, thanks to technology, you can write letters to mm-hmm. your loved ones. Um, they go out into space and you, know, you get to keep up with them, mm-hmm. um, talk to them. Journaling is so yeah. important for so many people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those are good suggestions. Kelly, do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, that? so I have a grandmother that I was also very close to that passed mm-hmm. away. It's been about three years ago now. Um, and I, when you're talking, I think about we cr- Christmas was just she she did everything you know when it came to Christmas, and so I have a lot of the things, the physical mm-hmm. things that she used to decorate with. And so every year when we decorate for Christmas now, you know my kids who were pretty young when she died. I don't know if they'll remember her, but we talk about her when we right. do that every year, and mm-hmm. they know which things were hers and and that kind of thing. So um, that's probably like the one mm-hmm. of those connections that. I yes. keep and try to pass along the things that I loved about her to my kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Holiday traditions is mm-hmm. a great way to be able to continue the bond. Um, Christmas traditions that you had, whether our family, it was whoever solved the first uh, Wheel of Fortune puzzle got to open the first gift. <laughs> oh, so, and fortunately, I'm much better at Wheel of Fortune than my brothers. So <laughs> that's a tradition I like to continue. So right. anything that your family has done. Uh, anything that makes you think of your loved ones is a great way to stay connected. Okay. Mm. We had a question come in. The listener has a really close friend who lost a spouse. Mm. Does she bring up the topic or leave it unsaid? Mm. Oh, please bring it up. Mm. Um, One of the challenges with grief is uh, we grieve much longer than those around us. Uh, The attention span is very short for people who are not very close to the loss. So please bring it up for your friend or encourage your friend to bring it up. uh, It is so helpful for us to be able to talk about our loved ones. Um, But we don't necessarily want to be the one. We don't want to be the Debbie Downer. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. people are going along fine and we're feeling sad. So if we share how sad we are, well, then that brings the mood down of the group. Mm -hmm. But no, please let them know that it's safe and they're encouraged to talk about their loved ones. Mm -hmm. I hear. I feel like I hear, especially from parents who have lost a child, that peop- the grievers really feel like the world moves on and kind of leaves them behind. I think that that their friend would greatly appreciate bringing up their loved one because they're probably thinking about it all the time. And you're right. right. They, you know, if no one, 
I feel like everyone wants to tiptoe around mm-hmm. it, right? Like, oh, it's too painful. I'm sure they don't want to talk about it, but they probably do. Right. At least, you know, in the right setting or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not this moment, but maybe right. if you bring it up, they know that tomorrow when they're having a hard day, you're the right mm-hmm. person to call. Mm-hmm. So often I hear people say, well, <clears throat> I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to make them cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're crying anyway. Yeah. So please talk about their loved ones. Say the person's name. Uh, Let them know that that person's not forgotten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that question. We really appreciate that. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left if you want to call us with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Kelly Evans here, and we're also joined by Donna Buman, who is a home health and hospice social worker with Brookings Health System. We've been talking about grief this morning, and I just appreciate so much that Dr. Evans and Donna are taking the time to talk with us about that. I think we, as we said earlier in the show, we all experience grief Mm -hmm. in different ways, some really close and some um, maybe a little bit more distant, but grief is something complicated that we often don't talk about. So I appreciate both of you being here today and talking about this topic. We've been talking some about the loneliness of grief. Um, I know we were talking, the caller asked if it was appropriate to bring up a loved one who passed away. What else can we do to help address the loneliness of grief? Absolutely. I think one of the things that one of the things that holds a lot of people back uh, from reaching out to be that support is we're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, There are so many cliches out there and to tell someone who just lost their spouse or their child that they're in a better place or God needed an angel, not necessarily what that person needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the fact that you are there and being willing to listen, like Dr. Evans said, you know, often she just needs to sit there and let her patient talk about their loved one. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, n- we're not expected to have magic words. So don't worry about saying the wrong thing, but help someone to not be so lonely. Let them know that it's okay to talk about their loved one with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Kelly? No, I, w- I would agree. I mean, I think this is coming for all of us, right? Grief and, and loss and death. And um, so to to be there for your friends and family when they need you is just one of the loveliest things you can do. And, you know, maybe sometimes it is sitting and talking for hours about the loved one. And maybe sometimes it's going to a movie and doing something else, right? I mean, sometimes people just, sometimes the grieving person does need that escape. So ask people what they need or maybe make the suggestion. What I'd, I'd like to see you today. Do you want to go have coffee or do you want to go do X? You know, mm-hmm. just, just do it. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So many articles about grief talk about how grief changes your address book, mm-hmm. S- especially mm-hmm. if you are part of a couple and you lose your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you used to have you had friends you did couple things with, and now you maybe don't get invited because it, it's harder. Because if you or you maybe choose not to go, mm-hmm. right? Even right, yeah, right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Um, be open to maybe making new friends. Mm-hmm. The grief journey will lead you in several different directions. So just be open to your new experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we go, I do want to mention to please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. This Thursday, we have an encore episode on June 1st of, of On Call with the Prairie Doc with Dr. Andrew Ellsworth discussing coping with grief and loss, the importance of taking time to heal with Pastor Stephen Palo from Ascension Lutheran Church in Brookings, South Dakota, and Donna Buman from Brookings Health System. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television at 7 p.m. So Donna, thank you for doing that television show. I know that was well received the first time it aired. So if you missed it, please tune in tomorrow night. Or if you uh, want to watch it again to get that great information, uh, that will be on tomorrow night on SDPB. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Kelly Evans and Donna Buman for joining us today. And as Dr. Home would say, stay healthy out there, people.